So we'll just say hello to Zach Lang. How many how many job titles do you have over there? A lot. Yeah, I've got a lot. None of them related to jeans, though. So uh, we do try and keep that separate. So yeah. Well, uh, do you like? Do you wear jeans, or do you wear? Are you at the point where you're wearing like uh, running shorts? What do you wear at work? Uh, that's a great question. Well, uh, a lot of the work that I do, I, I work from home, right? So I get to work out of my sweatpants a lot, and that's pretty nice. Um, but you know what? Sometimes I like to break out a nice little pair of khakis um, when I'm going into the office. I'm not going to lie. I'm not a jeans guy. Mm. I don't know what it is. I just, I'm not a big jeans guy. I haven't been for most of my life. Uh, and then, of course, you know, when it gets to zero degrees and warmer, then it's short season. And, and in the summertime, it's, it's short all the time. Well, and sweatpants can be dressy. You know, they can. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can you can dress up shorts for sure. But, I mean, uh, you know, since I'm not down around the rink or anything like that, I don't have to do a whole lot of dressing up. So that's kind of the one nice thing about the gig that I got right now. So let's start with Alec Manoa. And, like, I like him, and, and I, I I cheer for him. But I we saw your, your I guess, second inning where he was actually throwing – and hitting people, and God knows what else was happening. And that's the kind of thing you didn't want to see. Um, where are we with him? How much hope is there for him, you know, pitching 150 innings this year? Well, I think there's there's definitely hope for it. Um, I mean, last year was obviously a disaster for so many reasons for Alec Manila and the Blue Jays. Um, but you know what? At the end of the day, this is the first spring training appearance of the year for him. So I'm personally not putting a whole lot of stock into, you know, his performance. He didn't seem to have, you know, any control this season, uh, today. Uh, you know, he hit three batters, allowed a couple of uh, doubles on some sliders today. Uh, he threw 17 of his 38 pitches for strikes, which isn't really a great number. The one nice thing, however, is that he was his velocity was looking really good. His forcing fastball was up around 95, 96 miles an hour. And he said after his start today that that's one thing that he actually was really happy with with his performance. Uh, last year, he said he felt like he was chasing velocity a lot, and it kind of lost. He kind of lost his control. Uh, in the wake. So for him to be able to have the velocity now and be able to focus in on getting the control of those pitches, um, I, I think that's a, a pretty nice way to start. Zach, you've been all over this story and it's a, a you know, it's, it's really a sad one. And, a, you know, we hope everything works out. But Eric Swanson's son, Toby, uh, is in critical condition uh, after being struck by a car on Sunday. I know you've been on the story. What's the situation? What's the latest news on it? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, so Eric Swanson's son was um, unfortunately hit by an SUV outside of a hotel in Clearwater Beach. On Sunday, he was airlifted to hospital in life-threatening condition. He's been since upgraded to you know critical condi- condition, which is great news. But uh, yeah, sad and scary situation all around. It sounds like um, you know big picture, you know his, his boy is going to be okay here. But uh, in the meantime, uh, Eric Swanson is going to be away from the team for a while. And you know what, he was great for the Jays last year since they kind of brought him on. Um, you know he allowed 22 earned runs across 66 and two-thirds innings. Um, he was a big part of that bullpen last season. So, but you know that's obviously not the important part of this story here. It's it's the fact that uh, you know our thoughts and everybody's thoughts are, are with uh, him and his family about his son right now. Yeah, and it's you know nothing else matters at all. Uh, so, in the context of of you know any sport, that young man is what we're thinking about right now. And I know you'll update people uh, as the day uh, goes along. 
in terms of the Jays, uh, I think they're tied four apiece with the Tigers right now. And they've had, I think every game has been at least a little bit high scoring, although they did win 8-4 against the Pirates yesterday. When do you start taking these? It seems like they're starting earlier every year. When do you start taking these games seriously, like in terms of, you know, who's doing well, who's slumping, who might make the team? I mean, I think you're probably looking in the back half of spring training is when things start to get really serious, right? I mean, these early on games here, you know, you're seeing a lot of guys shuffled through in these games, a lot of different players getting at bats, you know, a lot of the depth organization pieces. And this is where, you know, you can have great moments for some of these guys. You know, they get a chance to come up and, you know, take some swings with the Blue Jays uniform on and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, once you kind of get into that last week or two of spring training, um, you know, leading up to, to opening day, that's when things really start to pick up and you start to get a better idea of, you know, what the lineup could look like or, you know, who's hot, who's not, um, anybody that you're concerned with. Um, so, you know, we still got a little bit of time until we get there. How upset were people uh, when Bellinger signed in Chicago? Oh, man, I know. I was really hoping that the Jays were going to land him. I, I still hope the Jays can bring back another Boris Kleins and, and Matt Chapman. Um, but you know what? I, I think, like, people were relatively okay with it, I think, from a Jays' perspective, because, you know, I think the expectation was that, you know, they weren't really going to be a massive player after losing out on Otani. Now, right or wrong, that's to be determined by, you know, what happens this season and how things go. Um, but, you know, the Jays still probably could use a, another bat in the lineup here. Um, but you know what? The early returns in spring training are pretty good. You know, they've they've racked up a solid number of runs with uh, – Don Mattingly taking over as the offensive coordinator. He did not trim those sideburns. Uh, instead, grew out a full beard, which actually looks really good on him. So it's going to be a fascinating season to watch and, and see what this lineup can do. So, Matt Chapman, what's going on there? Oh, that's uh, that's the million-dollar question right now. You know, him, uh, Blake Snell, Jordan Montgomery, all Scott Boris clients that are still waiting to sign somewhere. You know, I it's I think Matt Chapman's put himself in a really difficult position because it's not exactly like he's a young man anymore. Now, granted, he's only 30 years old, but in you know in baseball terms, especially for a third baseman, that's starting to get up there in age. So this was really the offseason that I think Matt Chapman was hoping to cash in on a big contract. You know, get some turn, get some significant money, and get some security. So now for Matt Chapman, like, what 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 are the options here? You sign a one year prove a deal with somebody to go back to free agency next year where you still may not be able to cash in. Um, you know, it's it's kind of a tricky situation that he's kind of found himself in here because as we're seeing, you know, training camps are well underway, you know, across the major leagues, spring training games are going on and Chapman's still sitting there without a contract. Zach Lang, our guest from Blue Jays Nation, Oilers Nation, United Nations, he's everywhere. Um one thing that we're going to talk about as the year goes along is the fact that Vladdy and Bo Bichette are like they're a long way from free agency, and yet it's out there. And I think every Blue Jay fan wants to see both of those cats signed. Uh, do you think we'll see some movement there, or or do you think they'll the Jays have a tendency to let these things lag a little bit at their own peril? Where do you think they are with those two guys, and do you think they're long term answers for the Jays? 
Well, I certainly hope that they're long-term answers. I mean, I think we've seen Bo Bichette, um, you know, maybe take on a little bit of a more mature role as a leader than uh, Vladimir Guerrero has. I think Bichette is the guy, uh, maybe above Guerrero, that you would want to lock, try and lock in a little bit sooner rather than later. You know, the Jays did sign him to that uh, multi-year extension a couple of seasons ago, uh, riding through some arbitration years. I think that was a sign that the Jays kind of felt a similar way as well, that Bo Bichette is a guy that you can really build your franchise around. And I think we're seeing that with the Jays right now, too. Now, that's not to discredit Vladimir Guerrero Jr., who's a hell of a player in his own right, and somebody that I definitely hope the Jays can lock up long-term here as well. But, you know, it's it's all about jockeying for position in baseball and these contracts and these arbitration things. You know, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. was just there with the Jays over a difference of like a million dollars, which really in the grand scheme of baseball is is absolutely pennies for them. So, you know, there's always the squeezes that happen here and there. Um, I'm not sure if, you know, there's any real conversations right now about anything long-term with either of these guys, but you got to imagine at some point those conversations start to come up. Any free agents that we haven't mentioned that like, you know, I, I look at the team and, you know, it's been underwhelming, the, the, you know, the improvements. It's not like they haven't done anything, but, you know, I think we all expected a little bit more to be done. Is there anybody out there who can help them? I'm not talking about a, like a big time bat, but, but something that, that maybe they can add who will make the opening day roster. Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, you know, the, the pickings are getting pretty slim out there right now. You know, you obviously have, you know, the Boris three up at the top there, you know, Brandon Bell still without a contract, J.D. Martinez. You know, I think where it starts to get interesting is maybe looking at some guys like Adam Duvall or Tommy Pham, some veteran outfielders who can help provide a little more depth to that outfield position. Uh, maybe even a guy like Michael A. Taylor who played with the Twins last year. I, I think that might be a spot that the Jays could look to potentially add another player to. But I don't really think that they're in a position where they're wanting to spend a lot more money. You know, we heard Ross Atkins talk recently about how, you know, any addition there would have to be a subtraction. And I'm not uh, too up on the math on all of this, but it does sound like the Jays are pretty close to their competitive tax threshold. So I think when, you know, you kind of hear some of those things from Atkins, it's almost him signaling that they are probably done in terms of free agency um, unless there was, a, you know, an equal dollar or similar dollar trade that could be made. But again, I, I don't really know um, what's out there that could be of really in, real interest to them, uh, let alone be something actually impactful for this uh, everyday roster. I saw a slider from, I think it was Chad Dallas. Um, is this is this a player we should be paying attention to? Yeah, it's kind of an interesting player. He's a guy who's kind of a bit of a you know journeyman prospect who's been around the game for a couple of years, and he's got some good stuff. You know, it's not to say that he could come in and you know be a difference maker anytime soon for the Blue Jays, but this is an organization that has done a pretty darn good job overall at developing pitching prospects over the last number of years here. And I think Dallas is just another one of these guys that could be you know an up and comer who comes up and, and can contribute in the bullpen for the Jays. Um, you know, within the next uh, within the next year or two, maybe. I like the caps that they wore on opening day. Are we going to see them a lot? I hope so. Those ones are really sharp. I, yeah. I really like them as well. So we'll see. I, I, I think they're going to get, uh, hopefully they get a little bit creative this year with some of these things. Um, that's something that I always love to see out of the, uh, the uniforms. All right. Be good. Stay out of trouble. Bob's your uncle. Thank you.